Welcome back to the 1009 Podcast, coming to you on a Wednesday night with some slight scheduling issues, but it's just the dynamic duo again, the Slate Show boys, uh, me and Grayson, Jacob is off doing Jacob things per usual, and then Seth is all usually only available on Mondays, so it's already been a busy week, it's pretty much in college sports and in NBA, NBA, NFL, NFL, MLB, I got my acronyms all mixed up, <laughs> but yeah. It's hot stove in college football and hot stove in baseball. Yeah, uh, floodgates open in the portal. Also, free agency with MLB. Uh, NBA, probably the least chaotic of all, even though their trade deadline is probably the most insane of all major sports. So yeah, that will soon be upon us. Uh, I mean, the weekend's dominated by football, and this weekend it was dominated by college football. So, I mean, we got the playoff four uh, as far as our selfish reasons we weren't really that tuned in but we do have the four i think they have the right four so uh you know and with that the bulls got filled out uh clemson will play tennessee in good versus bad orange in the orange bowl so that'll be interesting uh keg klumnik and joe milton will be the qbs which if you said that six weeks ago you would have thought that uh we were drunk but no that will be the quarterback matchup in the orange bowl this is the orange bowl is the rematch of the 2004 Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in the old Georgia yes. Dome. Um, I For some reason, that's one game that I remember vividly. I don't know why. I've watched so many highlights of it for some reason. Take a guess who the quarterback was for Tennessee that year. 2004? I, this is a name. Well, I no. Think. I think he's a brother of a name. It should help me, but it, I really couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Yeah, he's a brother of a name. It was Casey Clawson, brother of Jimmy wow, Clawson. Wow, Jimmy, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> good Lord. So, that, uh, that Clemson, yeah, that Clemson team feature. We're due for a rematch, yeah. Dwayne Coleman, Kevin Youngblood, Aries Kurt. Like, that team had some names from my childhood, <laughs> and we beat Tennessee. I think they were top-ranked team or something like that. They were, yeah. Uh, they were ranked high, so. Yeah, they were ten and two that year. We and still coached by Philip Fulmer. They were eight in the BCS, so a little bit of history with this matchup. Yeah, just the BCS. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that ages it perfectly. We got a lot of time to talk about that game uh, right. in the coming weeks, and a lot to talk about bowl games. But the main thing that we saw this weekend, do we want to get into it? Yeah, how I many we have to? We always yeah. start with the big Clemson it, story. I mean, it's. We all wanted it. If you listen to the last episode with Tucker, we were calling for it. We broke down the offense, broke down the reasons why it wasn't working. And boy, was we were right, I guess. I mean, yeah, there ain't no was, other way uh, to put it. Didn't you have to dig up those takes because they age like fine wine in a matter of days? Uh, I mean, to be clear, did we want DJ thrown out of town? No, but we realized no. pretty clearly that it was, first of all, in his best interest, which goes above everything else. And then also, I think a divorce there would, is going to help Clemson as well. We saw it mid-game. I mean, the first two drives from DJ and the subsequent drives from Keg Clubbing, the first of which was a 90-yard TD drive, I believe. Uh, down 7 nothing in a key point of the game, momentum-wise, where it was really, do we care about this game? We're going to get up for it? Or are we just going to let Drake May North Carolina roll over us because this is a height for them and a low for us as far as uh, two, three lost teams two or three lost teams in the ACC championship game, uh, something that we'd won seven straight years before last year. And uh, we showed that we cared, and we cared a lot because after that, 
opening touchdown of North Carolina, it was 39-3. to three. Yeah. Tigers the rest of the way. Uh, it was led a 36 by point. Thing, so. Yeah. It was – and like we said, first three first three plays were three three throws, and they were nothing. Like, And then people right. were like, all right, all right, we've seen enough of this. And I guess they had just been planning all week for it, and they were pretty much just waiting to see if he's able – if DJ is able to do anything on the first couple drives. If not, yank him. They ain't, they're not going right. through that again. Uh, and immediately once – yeah, once he came in, the light, it just switched. We're running. We're having running backs throw balls to a quarterback. We're having tight ends making catches in the end zone. We're having Cole Turner, like by a fifth string wide who they're probably <laughs> preserving the uh, red shirt with him most of the year. Yes. He, calls it, he catches a 68 yard bomb. Like, and he should have scored. And he's on the yeah. money. Yeah. Like, no, Joe Nangata is out there making catches. It's just, it was so much different. I mean, the. They reacted so much different. The defense reacted different. Just a different team with him and a quarterback, and they finally opened up the playbook to him instead of having him just hand off or just QB draw or something like that. Right. The last point, give him a sticky note out of a you know chapters long book. Did no one any good? It you know we saw it in Notre Dame. We saw it elsewhere on the schedule coming into this game. That clearly when he was out there, it was not him in full control with the full trust of the coaching staff. And I think for whatever reason they waited or realized they just had to give him the reins truly and we saw the result of that and it was like you mentioned 36 point swing in our direction uh from the point he entered the game so i mean it's it was literally night and day there's no other way to describe it and last time we saw him actually throw a ball like 10 yards past the goal line or past the the line of scrimmage one was the two-point conversion and the other was against georgia tech when he made that right. first big throw and we all reacted like which yeah, was the opener yeah yeah that was three months ago and we haven't seen anything since so did they handle the situation right no no they 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 still think they did Dabo and Streeter which I mean they have to say that they don't want to yeah you're not you you're dead on that hill at this point I mean it's yeah bad process good result I guess Uh, yeah one point I don't get that I saw made around social media about if Kate had played the second half uh, against South Carolina. I mean, people forget we were up 23 to 14 at halftime. It was not yeah. a scenario where, and of course the defense helped with that as well. But I mean, it wasn't a scenario where like North Carolina, we were trailing and had nothing going on offense. Then we were moving the ball. It just wasn't as effective. Uh, the turnovers didn't help. But I think, you know, could he have been replaced in that second half? Sure. I don't I think out of the locker room to start second half would have been yeah. a good time to do that. Just considering again, the two score lead that we had and whatever the statistic is with us and halftime leads and all that stuff, it's a huge number and a tiny number. So I think that, uh, could this switch have happened during that game? Sure. But at a halftime, I think looking back at, you know, beyond the emotions of it, I mean, again, we were up nine points. Yeah. And going off of that with, Oh, we should have subbed him in against South Carolina and everybody's saying that we should have had him in the, earlier on in the season. You also don't know if he's going to go through like, just your typical freshman going pains. He's going to make errors. Right. I mean, granted, we were spoiled with that with the freshman like Trevor just coming in and winning a national championship. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not all quarterbacks are going to be like that. He was probably, almost he never happens. probably I don't know if we beat Wake Forest with him. I don't know if we beat Notre Dame with him. Hell, I don't know if we beat Syracuse with him, like, fully starting. You never know. He didn't do much that game. He just handed the ball right. off. Exactly. So yeah. it's, it's hard to assume what kind of wins you're going to get if you think, oh, yeah, we should. You just got to pencil those in. You just can't do yeah. it. Yeah. We got what we got in the 
championship game, and that's where we're going from now on, and that's what the team is. We can look forward to next season. We just got to get through Tennessee and see how he does for the next two or three years, depending. Right, and I mean, should he look like a true freshman in the bowl game, that shouldn't detract from what he did this past weekend. It should, I guess, reset expectations because, I mean, the last time we saw a true freshman in a game and he lit it up, it was DJ in South Bend in 2020. Yeah. Which is why we all thought he was one another God's gift to the quarterback position and just didn't end up proving true, at least in what he was surrounded with and the system he was in and everything else that goes into that. So I, I would say a word of caution to people saying that, you know, all right, 15-0 next year with Keg Klubnik, book it, yeah. write it, and pen. Uh, that's just ridiculous. Now, could it happen? Sure. Depends on a lot of other different things, though. Uh, we've got a lot of defensive guys on the fence as far as staying or going, thankfully. The going would be to the NFL draft, not the portal, where we have nine guys currently. Yeah. Uh, which I'm not a math guy, but you're not replacing nine as of now transfers with incoming commits. There's going to have to be some take to the give with the portal. And as of now, we have not offered anyone in the portal, which Color I get. We want to do our due diligence. We've had some contact, I think, as far as names go. I don't really keep up with it that closely. Um, I would hope Justin Flo would be the one off the top of my head uh, with the top linebacker in the 2020 class that we were a finalist yeah. for before he ended up in Eugene. So uh, just one example. He's really one of the he's one of the few names outside of quarterbacks that I honestly recognize. Right, like the Sanders, Alabama, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, Storm Duck just went. I saw Storm Duck. That's I mean that's a name oh, you're really? gonna recognize because yeah. of it's a name. <laughs> but he's a grad transfer. I mean, a bunch okay. of them are grad transfers, which I think in the tweets that we see and all of like from on three and stuff like that, I know it's probably hard to be able to know who's grad transfer and all. But that's a little different than a two-year starter just transferring for money. I feel like they need right. to show the difference in that. I don't know because we've always had grad transfers. Grad transfers have been a thing for how many years now? It's like a long time. it's different than than just leaving just to go get money. And that's where this portal is just yeah. who the hell knows. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. You mentioned quarterbacks: J.T. Daniels, Spencer Sanders, Phil Jerkovich, Devin Leary, Brandon Armstrong, Graham Mertz. That's just the quarterbacks. And of course, DJ. Yeah, and it's just me, quarterbacks, is... just power five, the top level. I would say uh, we might be missing one or two, but um, yeah. Remind you, JT Daniels. This is his talent is third time in the pro portal going right. to his fourteen. Yeah, and he could. I don't know how many years he has left, but it's too many. Um, he could play next year if he gets a medical redshirt. That's just ridiculous. He, can, he, can, I mean, he, <laughs> he could play in twenty twenty four, and he started his career in twenty eighteen. Yeah, and obviously we hope he doesn't need a medical redshirt, but uh, that's just... Oh, he will take it, too. There has to be a, a limit to some of this stuff. And then um, Keaton Slovis is another guy who's going to be on his... Right. Going to his third team, transferring yeah. from to who knows where. After a year. It's just, yeah. it's just a whole... It's the Wild West. They, they, they yeah. got rid of the rule where you sit a year, and that limited people. Once they started um, giving waivers to, like, oh... Some are understandable. Oh, your parents sick or your grandparents sick and you're going to play closer in DMC. Then CAA has a heart at that point. But they what it has what it's now too, is, though. That used to go yeah. viral. And there's a kid from GN Tech, maybe. One they got denied one. Kate. Yeah, and then like Kate Mays, I think, was the other one that went from Georgia to Tennessee. Right. But it's just, it's 
there needs to be some sort of law or not law, but like ruling coming down with so a bunch of these are tampering too with how these guys get places in a week, yeah. if that two days. So you know, last year Lincoln Rally, this year it'll be Deion Sanders will be the uh, top example of some of that stuff going on. Yeah. Which it's, there's no rule against it. Go for it. No one yeah. is honestly going to tell you they wouldn't do it. So I, until they actually regulate it, which that ship is coming on, it's it's too late, honestly. Uh, but yeah. It's like the NBA trying to stop tampering. You're just not going to do it. You can take draft picks. You can, you know, I don't know if the equivalent is in football scholarships, maybe, but even then, um, scholarships. You know, there are ways around that too. So stuff like that. Speaking of Dion, what are your thoughts about his video? Did you were you able to watch some of it? Yeah, I, if he's honest, good. Yeah. I, I, I would mean, rather him get up and say him, that but... in front of the entire team than say it behind closed doors or just take that action and not tell the players he's up front. He's like, look, you guys were a two win team. This was one of, if not the worst power five teams in the country this year. You know, there's a reason they're taking a swing at the fence at the coaching position and going out and getting a name like Deion Sanders. I couldn't believe he accepted the job, honestly. Yeah. Just because of how bad that program was now, you know, early mid nineties, that was a program with momentum. They had a Heisman winner. They had some really good teams. It was like since then, uh, you think Tennessee and Nebraska have fallen off. This team has gone to the gutter, not five and yeah. seven while cheating like Tennessee. I mean, this is was lucky to win a game this year. Uh, and I think that he also had a point. You know, he says, I'm bringing my luggage with me, and it's Louie. I mean, he had talent at Jackson State. Jarvis Hunter, the number one recruit in the country, who I guarantee you right now on Wednesday night is already packing his bags for Boulder. <laughs> He's going with him. He's- uh, he pretty much said on the Twitch stream, Coach, I'm coming with you. So Yeah, I mean, I, that move is not made by Dion without, you know, not written in stone, but some assurances from his top guys that they're going to come with him, just like Lincoln Riley almost. Yeah. So, I mean, he brought his son once in his doghouse, parentheses. He's going to come with him. He'll <laughs> be starting safety. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's. Uh, I, I'm all for it. I think it's good to try and – you know, Colorado program, like I mentioned, is one of, if not the worst, in the Power Five. Uh, there's a couple out there in the Pac-12, Arizona State. One of them is another huge rebuild. But, uh, you know, I thought Cincinnati might be a little better for him. Just graduating from HBCU to G5 to P5. Not that he's not yeah. capable of a jump straight to P5, but I just figured with the jobs that be available in the states, the programs that they would be in, like, for example, Colorado. Uh, yeah they'd be better served at a more stable program with some more resources already available to him. Uh, and I mean, there's rumors at Jackson state that a lot of financial things promised to him didn't happen. So uh, some people yeah. want to criticize him for leaving. I, I, I find that hard to believe uh, his salary is like 15 times higher. Now he was paying out of pocket for a lot of the stuff at Jackson state uh, got him an apparel deal on the facilities, a lot of which he contributed to partially or fully out of his own salary that is now dwarfed by Colorado, who I think he was joking. The AD said that we won't have it right now, but we're going to have it. Uh, yeah. Hopefully that's tongue in cheek. Uh, although I believe it because, you know, you think what athletic program at Colorado is making enough money to support that. Uh, who knows? But, uh, you know, they'll figure that math out. And Dion will, like you mentioned in a joking way, but in a pretty, serious point overall that he's going to bring talent with him and the guys sitting in that locker room or team meeting room are going to have to earn their spots uh you know scholarships playing time starters any level you want to think of because again 
they were horrible this year. Yeah. Um, we talked about the portal. You mentioned Cincinnati. The coaching carousel is just about the same as a portal right now. Right. That's why like, I've never really understood the. Yeah. You can't not have the portal because if these coaches. Yeah. Not Dion to the biggest extent, but these coaches will tell you one thing, get that offer, and they will be on the first flight out of town. I mean, it's looking at you. Uh, what's your face? Um, Satterfield. Satterfield. I want to yeah. say Summerfield, but I was wrong. That man's <laughs> going 15, 15 miles across the river to Cincinnati. And yeah. I think they just put the hire that they had today. Right. And Cincinnati also plays Louisville in Fenway in a bowl game. And that is a bowl game that has one sideline. So that will be very interesting. Yeah. Satterfield, Satterfield said he wasn't attending. Probably a smart idea. I would not recommend it, just given the dimensions of that game. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeff Brom, the Purdue coach who's been there for six years, former Louisville quarterback, was announced today that they agreed to a deal. They were close to hiring hiring him before they hired Satterfield right. last go around, and they weren't going to miss out on him again. Um, things for Satterfield at Louisville just kind of went downhill once his name was connected to the South Carolina job uh, two years ago. Right. It, you know. It, uh, and again, his opening press conference, he said it was good close to the airport. Uh, I will say that yeah. the recruiting class he had coming in was serious. They had a five-star running back that decommitted today. I'm not sure. What his future holds, it will not include Louisville. It looked like, but I mean, he had like legitimate talent coming to Louisville. Yeah. So I was a bit confused by the Impossible. timing of it. Like right when he gets yeah. a little bit of momentum, like Cunningham, an electric quarterback, when healthy, um, reinforcements on the way in the form of again blue chip talent that really is not a place in Louisville that gets a lot of that. Um, so yeah. you know, I mean, guys like Mackay Becton, the offensive lineman. Uh, the only first round pick recently I can even think of, but um, Lamar Jackson. Right, he was twenty seventeen <laughs> draft. Uh, Jai- oh yeah, that was before Jair Alexander was before. Yeah. Right. Um, I think Tutu like Atwell last, was before. Like, yeah. He won a first round pick though, but he was an NFL guy. No, yeah, it's just, just Rams. names I remember not. Yeah. Um, the right, whole so, I mean, Cincinnati, Louisville, and Cincinnati being now involved with Wisconsin. Wisconsin yeah. just got uh, UNC's offensive coordinator. Yes, but they will not get Drake May, apparently. Yeah, which Drake May through and through. I mean, his dad, quarterback, UNC. Brother, right, that family's yeah. Luke May. You're, that's nothing you need to know about him. So he's a he he bleeds Tar Heel, Tar Heel blue, but Carolina blue, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But that's just another one of those. Oh, my God. Guy just got dumped on in St. John's. But. It's just, just one of those things. The coaching carousel is crazy. It's about as crazy as the portal. Yeah. Once a team opens, fires someone, one switches, and it's just, it's a carousel. So. With assistance too. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, We saw, um, you know, guys that Elliot and Scott, and I mean, obviously most notably Venables took assistance and GAs with them. Uh, it's pretty similar, honestly. Just doesn't get as much press yeah. because. I, mean, I think it's still there. There's just a different standard held to uh, coaches moving and players moving. Yeah. One gets paid a lot more, but now they're starting to catch up. Ah, so. They're catching up quickly because, I mean, you get past the top 15, 20 coaching salaries, and it's it's getting yeah. – that gap is shrinking very, very quickly. You look at guys uh, like Adoree Jackson and – Especially the quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. Like Quinn so. Ewers made more than – 
probably three quarters of the coaches in America and didn't play snap. So, yeah. I mean, it's, and then transferred. So it's, uh, it is shrinking if it even still exists. Yeah. So that, I mean, we've talked a volume about the portal and coaching carousel, but the playoffs are set. We got the four yeah. teams. They got it right. Um, yes, they did get Bama the hell out of any conversation that happened because that was, I'm, it I'm was funny, but also not conversation because in the back of your mind, you're like, wow, what if they really do it though? Uh, they would have got some backlash. Yeah. Boo Corgan and, uh, the committee decided to go with the four most deserving teams and not the teams in the sec that think they're deserving. Uh, honestly, Bama should have been below Tennessee and Clemson to be frank. I think that you can talk ad nauseum about, we lost in the last play of the game, all this crap. They should have lost in the last play of the game against A&M too. Uh, lost head to head to Tennessee. I mean, uh, why play these games head to head? If we're going to, uh, this is the stupidest damn yeah. thing I've ever heard of. And I'm sick of talking about Tennessee. Georgia showed us who they were. South Carolina showed us who they were. That doesn't mean they didn't beat Alabama. Or they didn't play excellent that night. And yeah. to disregard that because, well, you know, Nick Saban's Nick Saban, Bama's Bama. They can go out and play like shit on the road all year. But, you know, I, I mean, really? That Tennessee LSU game and the Bama LSU game were very, very different. Yeah. And they both happened in, in the bayou. So, I mean, it's yeah. I just don't get it. You shouldn't be able to lose two games, finish fourth in your division, and still think you have a chance in the playoffs. I'm sorry, I know it's not criteria, right. criteria, but that's like that's the only just criteria is sense. conference championships. So yeah. if you don't even play for one, looking at UI State, I mean that's what are we doing here? Um, and I think if a team was going to jump back in, I think Ohio State was the most deserving yeah. out of a crop that was just slaughtered the last couple of weeks. Clemson picked up a second loss. Uh, Tennessee's second loss to the same team, ironically. Uh, they'll, they'll now meet in the year six bowl, which I think is a good place for both those teams. Um, USC, we mentioned it before it happened, but losing to the same team twice is just tough. Yeah. Um, Especially the way they got beat, too. Like they, it, was, it was a closer game. Lost by 20. Um, it was a 20 point loss, though. Yeah, but Utah scored twice. I mean, that was also. No cared. And, uh, was, and it's also without Caleb Williams, too, because he was hurt a little bit. Eh, he was limping a bit. The hand was busted up with the, you know, that put the. You can tell they they, they work. Yeah. They work different when he's obviously full go. Right. It was much closer again the first go around um, with him healthy. And again, yeah, just context wise, they, Utah did score twice with the game out of hand just to do it, uh, which by all means go for it. Uh, but yeah. you know, it wasn't truly a, uh, you know, like like Michigan Ohio State game. Was a better example of just absolute murder. Uh, but both yeah, those teams are in the people playoff, just look, so. They just look at the score and they don't look at the game. That's the thing with a bunch of. Right. Which is, I know the uh, committee is a little different than AP, but. Thank God. Yeah. Because AP, I don't even think AP better check box scores. They, I, I, I'm not convinced. They, they just do. check score. They see score and be like, yep, blow up. I, just, I just think they ask who won the game. They don't ask score or anything. Um, yeah. The way some of them vote. But thankfully, the AP vote does not matter after early November. It's just funny to look at because it doesn't decide anything anymore. But um, yeah, Big Ten gets two teams in for the first time ever. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I think if a team was going to limp in after sitting out conference championship weekend, you know, ideally you don't get any of those teams. Uh, USC, Clemson were two teams primed to pick up that fourth spot. But um, 
with finished up the regular season with two losses. So Ohio State 11 and one with an embarrassing end of the regular season gets in. I think that's a fine choice. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba still not quite healthy. Uh, and I hope for his sake that's more as, an air of caution. He's just playing not to play. Which is, again, fine. Yeah. He's about to get paid in the NFL. He will be a top half of the first round pick for sure. Um, I think that, you know, you love to see these bowl games, these New Year's Six games, but with these guys this talented and the short window they have in the NFL to make a bunch of money, and you know, it's really generation changing as far as the family goes and everything. So I have no issues with guys sitting out, um, especially guys like him that have been hurt all year. It's not like he played 12 games and now he's just all of a sudden not going to play. It's uh, It's been a chronic thing all year with the hamstring, so that's a different case as well. But, um, yeah, two Big Ten teams, one SEC, and then last year's Cincinnati is now this year's TCU staying in after the overtime loss, which is the exact manner of loss we said that uh, would keep them in, and they delivered it. So, I think TCU has a better chance at Dan Cincinnati, yeah, but Cincinnati was just a pity get in. Like, oh, yeah, you're undefeated. Yeah, but we I mean, I think show if you... that we theoretically can put conference or G5 teams in. I think TCU actually has a chance. I mean, Max Duggan is a dog. Got that frog in him, but I don't know. It, it, they're a little bit, little, they're same pages. Um, Cincinnati, I'd say they're more like a Washington. Yeah. Rather than a Cincinnati. Right. I mean, Cincinnati, we kept saying, kind of like TCU, they actually didn't. But, uh, you know, if they go undefeated, they're in, but they're not going to go undefeated. And Cincinnati, to their credit, did it. And as far as, you know, the pity and all that, uh, we let Oklahoma get their ass beat like four years in a row. I mean, they gave up yeah. 60 and a half to LSU. I don't want to hear anything ever. Notre Dame, too. Are you kidding me? We beat them 31 3 and somebody else destroyed them. I mean, I, I don't care who may. I don't care. Put Jackson State in the playoff. I don't care. We've seen teams lose by 40 mm-hmm. and 50 before. I don't care who it is. I, I really don't. As far as, you know, what conference and what program and other front of the jersey issues, but I, you know, I realized that was well, Cincinnati going to be Alabama? Hell no. But I mean, they earn the right to go and give it their best shot for four quarters because uh, we've seen much bigger programs with much better athletes and everything else, even with a team that had Desmond Ritter and Sauce Gardner last year, get destroyed on TV. For- Two guys aren't going to beat Bama. I'm sorry. No. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've seen uh, some – I mean, Oklahoma had a Heisman winners lost in the playoff by 30. I mean, it's just – you know, as far as, oh, but they would get killed, I mean – we see it every year. There's at least one semifinal blowout, it feels like, if not two. So, um, yeah, I don't think we see a blowout this time around, honestly. I mean, I think that these four teams can all score enough, honestly, to stay in it. I mean, TCU's got a first-round pick of receiver as well. Quentin Johnson, I want to say. I'm probably missing yeah, that. He's but, um, yeah, and he's had some injury stuff too lately, but uh, – and their running back is good. They have he just, sneaky he, good skill talent. Yeah, his run, their TCU's running back is good. He just got kind of shafted there at the goal line in overtime, which I still think he got in. That was the worst damn spot but in the world. I, neither here nor that was there. Ridiculous. Yeah. Thankfully, it didn't cost him a playoff spot. But um, yeah, I don't think it should have. If if it was a blowout loss, then yes. But the one point loss, right. or whatever, three point loss, whatever it was, that, which was the narrative going. I'm yeah, okay with. It. Any, yeah. you know, respectable loss, pretty loss, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, 
Tennessee losing by 40 to South Carolina was a quality loss, like they call it, like to call it. So, I mean, it's uh, we thought it should be enough to make the playoffs still, and it wasn't enough. So, thankfully, uh, like you mentioned, the fourth place team, the SEC West, did not make the playoff. So, uh, quick note on the portal I think there's well over a thousand names already in. We've already had three cycles of this, and it's not really going to compare volume wise, I don't think. But, uh, in the past three years, 38%, 41%, and 41% of names in the portal actually find new homes. I'm sure that's skewed much closer to 100% as far as the names that we recognize and the quarterbacks and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's that's the side no one's going to talk about for yeah. a long, long time. Is uh, you put, I mean, say Clemson has one more guy in the portal, uh, you know, based on the entire set of guys in the portal. Six of those guys aren't going to land. I mean, that being said, coming from a program like Clemson, they're probably going to have a much better shot than other guys. But, I mean, still, the front of your jersey, if you didn't really do much or, you know, you were hurt, things like that, it might not get you a spot somewhere else. Um, even if you had a small role, it might even be less. So it's a, it's a gamble I don't think a lot of people realize. And it's going to suck when, you know, some guys that – had chances to play at the current school, you know, trying to accelerate the process and end up losing everything they'd worked for already. So um, I'm not sure what's going to look like volume-wise. 8,200 guys in the portal last cycle. I think we dwarfed that this year. I think we had 1,000 on day one or day zero, I think Sunday or Monday, whatever day it was that it opened. Um, so there's going to be some scary numbers that come out of this, but hopefully uh, – that 41% number gets better year in, year out. But, you know, okay, well, we've seen with increased volume uh, through three cycles, that's really not proven to be true, unfortunately. Yeah. Heisman finalists, two are, two are obvious, three are obvious, one's questionable. <laughs> um, well, uh, three are correct and one's idiotic. Yeah. We'll say I that. don't know why. That, that I've been listening to a couple of podcasts, and some are just saying that's just a career award. Like, your name. What do you here. mean career award? It's like a then put a, Hooker in if it's a career yeah, award. Yeah, and that's what. But that's yeah, and the fact that Hooker got hurt and didn't play the final two games is well probably why he's game not in. at a quarter. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, that's why he's not in. So he still has better numbers than Bennett, I bet. Yeah, I he just does. Get it? I I don't. Is Stetson Bennett the best player on Georgia? No. But no, he has better. It's not close. He's not the best quarterback in his division of his conference. Yeah. He's just a game. He's one of those game managers. That's all he is. I mean, he's taking a step up compared to last year. He's, he's better last, than last year. Yeah. Last year, he would not have had a working game at any point. But he's not a Heisman. It's more of a, not a, like, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's but now it's, one of the most self-serving things out yeah. there. And it's pathetic. I, I don't understand how Heisman alumni. And I don't know if that's who determines finalists, no. but I don't know. It's a whole – it's like geographical voting, and then it's a whole – I was – Whatever. I hope it didn't get yeah. a single vote. I hope there's no, an he, entire referendum on this crap. No, he did. That's why he's there. That's even worse then. Yeah. Uh, I mean – Because I think some of it was – they were saying – this was like Tom Fernelli, and I'm paraphrasing what he said. It's like – or Chip – somebody on that podcast that – there's a threshold comparison, like a say, like there's 100 votes for first place, 80 for second, 70 for third, 60 for fourth, and then like 
30 or 20 for so on. Yeah. Like they're going to take what's like a good grouping and then that's going to be your finalist. That's what they were saying. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's why Stetson's up there is that he is close to the third place vote getter or something. Maybe he is a third place vote getter, but that's just Heisman voters being stupid. I mean, the top three are the ones that you have in order William Stroud. Duggan. Yes. Yes. And then I guess I guess it's, they have to fill out one through five or whatever. So he just got names because he just won a back to back SEC championships and undefeated season, all that. It's just a name voting thing. They see a name and vote. I, if we're going to continue to refer to this as the most prestigious award, award in college sports, then we cannot have stuff like this happen. I, I'm sorry. It's just, it's going to water it down because yeah. if the quality of the result does not match the quality of the award, then uh, what are we doing here? Um, yeah. I think that, I mean, one defensive player, it's a quarterback fine. award, I don't, one I don't defensive care. player, uh, yeah. two wide receivers, and Devonta not Smith a running back. Since COVID. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Put in Bijan Robinson, put in Drake May. I don't care. They deserve it more yeah. than Bennett does. Last year, Will Anderson probably should have been up there too instead of Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Right. Or both yeah. of them. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I I didn't even realize there was four. I, I think I swear they went from three to five, and now they're just somewhere in the middle. I don't. I mean. Yeah, it it varies. There's that's no that's, need that's for a fourth one. Yeah. There's just not. Yeah. There's no need for three unless it's really tight. I think I think three is a good one because you can do 15 minutes on each and then you do it at the end. Podium, yeah. I gotta I like, watch 15 minutes of Stetson Bennett when he has. Abs- I mean, I might get as many first place votes as he does. What was Truth the year? It was like, was it when Tebow won it or something? Like Nandamak and Sue was there and it was like four other dudes too. Yeah. So like it it's gone from five to three. Like it, I think it's what it is is that voting thing that I was trying to explain. Yeah. Okay. Which. Yeah. I still think they should probably just cap it at three because. If they're yeah. if they're doing that much, if there's that much difference between three and four, it's not going to matter all that much. There's only one dude that wins it. There's never been a four horse race ever. Yeah. It's rarely three, honestly. But we know who's winning it this year. It's Williams. No, nope. yes. even doesn't matter what he did against Utah. He he's got it in. Right. It's what he did for against Notre Dame and UCLA. It was so, honestly just Stetson last Bennett, man standing. So yeah. I mean, yeah. Stetson Bennett's just a weird name in there. So they're just getting him up there just to. Boost the playoffs, really. I mean, you got three out of the four quarterbacks in the playoffs, so there you go. Sure. Uh, you know, let's uh, sacrifice, again, the sanctity of the award for TV yeah. ratings because we all don't turn on at 740 anyway. I mean, it's just sure. Yeah, the first 20 minutes or 40 minutes are just filibuster. I haven't watched the first half hour in 10 years. I mean, I, yeah. truly. like. It took me a couple of years to realize how it worked, and then now I just don't check Twitter, and I watch it at quarter to eight or quarter to nine or whatever it is. I, I mean, yeah. that stuff's nice and all. You know, if, you know, when Deshaun was a finalist, I watched the whole thing. Uh, I don't, was Trevor even a finalist? Like yeah, he was. he was top two. Okay, yeah. But, you know, he missed one game. He got the hooker treatment, honestly. Um, yeah. So it's uh, – it, it's whatever, you know, as Clemson fans, we've had near misses in years 2017 where it should have happened. Um, so they're 16, whatever. Yeah. But that's a fun thing to bridge the gap between college championship weekend. Uh, you know, got Army Navy, too, in between bowl season and uh, this past weekend. So it is what it is. Like you mentioned, should be Williams. 
you know, other three guys get some TV time, saw some ads, and uh, yeah, we'll get into bowl season. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bowl season, we are going to do a bowl pool. Uh, it's going to be on Run Your Pools, the 10 on 9 pod. The, the 1009 pod pick them we'll tweet out the link and then if you're on we'll tweet out the link if you if you're on twitter and all that dm us or something find us you know we say it every show but send us a dm we'll give you the passcode and all that and information for entries and stuff that so I'll look out for that we'll probably tweet this linkedin when we tweet out the episode so just be on the lookout for that for sure um that's pretty much it for college. That's all I got for college. Anything we missed? Yeah. Who knows what the, something will probably pop up in the portal in the next twenty minutes, so that's true too. Uh moving from Saturday to Sunday though, pretty solid NFL slate as far as good teams on good teams. Uh we got Burrow versus Mahomes round three. We got a actual sleeper matchup: Commanders Giants in the NFC East. Uh, oh, Niners. One thing about. Oh, yeah, go ahead. One thing about college. Literally just happened a minute ago. Davis uh, Allen to the Senior Bowl. There we go. That's deserved. Yeah. We're getting some awards right. Shout this out to time the 209. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely so, earned that. Good continue. Um, yeah. yeah uh, Bins and. Niners was the matchup of the day. Uh, we'll get to specifics in a minute. Um, Jets Vikings the weirdest spread of the week, I think. Uh, Vikings only laying three in a game that proved to be pretty close. Um, but yeah, starting with we'll go we'll go Jets Vikings first. We mentioned on the slate show that game just uh, weird. Mike White, you saw the explosion last week, and we're gonna get this week, and it was more of the same really. Kept them in the game. It was 27-22, Minnesota late. Uh, Jets had a first and goal inside the five and couldn't find the end zone. Um, so uh, the Vikings, again, no one has games. They're 9-0 and in one-score games as they reach 10-2 on the season as we get into the stretch run, really. Uh, I just I can't quite wrap my head around Minnesota Vikings Super Bowl contenders. I don't know about you. I just This game really doesn't tell me much other than they can't put teams away, honestly. At at this point, to me, it's good teams find a way to win, and they are finding ways to win. So like I don't GC know if I really almost. put them. Yeah, I don't know if I. They're on the verge of being Super Bowl contenders. If they had a couple of these as blowout wins, then yeah. But they're, I say they're on the fence for me. I can see them getting to like the, uh, AF, NFC Championship game. I don't see them winning the Super Bowl, but they're a good team. They got weapons. They got an right defense. I mean, the Jets have a phenomenal defense. Like, right. there's no if, ands, or buts about that. Justin Jefferson had a game. They're they're just a good team. Yeah. There's there's not much else to say about it. Yeah, uh, Hawkins at the deadline was huge for the offense as well as yes. adding more juice. They really didn't honestly need it, but it frees up Jefferson that little bit more. Uh, A.J. Brown. <laughs> That's stupid. That's beat the just... Titans so bad, he got the GM fired like hours later. Uh, Grant, he probably should have got the GM fired draft when he got traded. That happened, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Mike Vrabel reaction resonated pretty loudly all over social media as he was pretty disgusted with it, as he should have been, because that trade was 
stupid as hell. Uh, now, that being said, Traylon Burks, despite injuries, has been pretty good, but he's not A.J. Brown. He got his first touchdown this weekend. Yeah, he fell on a touchdown last week. Derrick Henry got caught from behind on a long run. Fell on that one in the end zone this week. Like you mentioned, got smoked across the middle. Actually held onto the ball. I don't know how, so I'll give him that much credit. But uh, he did not come back to that game, unfortunately. So more injury issues for him in a rookie season that's been full of them. IR stint already. He had just come off that two weeks ago. But, yeah, I mean, if you're the Titans, it's – Kind of crazy. That's one of the better rosters in the NFL. Uh, they're going to win their division. They're in a prime spot going forward in that division. It's going to take Jacksonville another year or two to really be serious contenders as far as divisions go. But uh, I was pretty stunned by it just because, yes, that A.J. Brown trade is a mistake. But other than that, it's been running pretty clean in Tennessee. And all of a sudden, A.J. Brown comes back to town, puts up like 100-something yards and two TDs, and he gets fired. Um, yeah. So that was one of the stranger personnel moves. I wouldn't expect him to be without a job in an NFL front office for long. Maybe, you know, as the carousel opens up end of the year, we see a move from him. I think he's deserved a break, like Jeff Scott-esque a bit. Um, You know, just taking the rest of the season off and kind of reevaluating early in the new year. But, I mean, yeah, very, very surprising move from the Titans. But, uh I, a mistake of that magnitude, I guess I get it, but there must have been something else dynamic-wise going on with him and Rabel for that to be uh, yeah. a decision they make after week 13, 14, 13. Yes, uh, 13. Next thing I got, Deshaun Watson looks not great, but the Browns defense scores two touchdowns, touch- added a punt three. return. Oh, I mean, defense special teams. I was thinking fantasy, but yeah, three touchdowns. Right. Uh, that performance kept me out of the playoffs in a league, so that's not great. But uh, good news for Seth's Browns. They beat the Texans 27-14. to 14. One offensive touchdown, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, and you're going to get a rusty game from Deshaun. He hasn't played in almost two years. Right. So, so it's uh, one preseason game in practices. That's it. Yeah. So even against the worst team in the NFL, uh, that's, you know, Probably an ideal spot for him to come back, honestly. Um, yeah. That would not have been pretty against a team with a pulse. I will say that. Um, next game, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they played the Bears, and, of course, they blew them out again because it's just what happens no matter what direction either team is going. Uh, Packers were down a lot of this game. They won the fourth quarter 18-0 and won by a final of 28-19, so... They were down two scores going into the fourth quarter, but like Aaron Rodgers always does against the Bears, no matter who's at receiver and who's not, they just destroy them every single time. I, I don't know why <laughs> Bears fans even show up to these games anymore. They're not going to win until he retires. The Bears, the Bears just need to hire Paul Johnson and run the triple option. <laughs> like, Because that's all yeah. Justin Fields is like able to do. He has no wide receivers to throw to. Darnell Mooney is injured half the time. Yeah. Chase Claypool, cool. Like He didn't do anything in Pittsburgh. No. Like he had another 60 yard touchdown run or whatever it was like, right. Make your playmakers make plays and he's been doing it, but his team's not helping him. No. And they've got a talented backfield with uh, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert too, but it's just, yeah, maybe not the perfect system for field so far. Um, speaking of systems though, the Niners and Brock Purdy. Yeah. Beat what? the Miami Dolphins by two touchdowns. 
That's what, that's just. And Jimmy G got injured early. This was not yeah. uh, Hendon Hooker middle of fourth quarter type deal. Uh, Purdy that's also where he is most of this game. Yeah, apparently Garoppolo probably playing the playoffs, so it's not a completely season-ending injury. Yeah, it's not one that requires surgery, which would end his season and playoffs. So was I, it? That's was he going to have the thing that like Travis had and Justin? It was a Liz Frank. I, I think believe. I heard. Is that the same thing? I'm trying to remember what Justin Travis had. I think it's Liz Frank or what? And Frank, it whatever sounds Frank. Sounds right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So serious frankly, injury. who gives a damn? Yeah. <laughs> damn, that was a good one. Um, he will not be back. Bad quarterback look. Like. It's bad. Trey Lance, Trey Lance yeah, out for the season. Started. Garoppolo, obviously. And then Brock Purdy comes in and obviously just wins 30-30-17 against a good Dolphins team. Yeah. A defensive touchdown helped that final score, too, from the Niners. But, I mean, that defense, I've been saying it for weeks now, yeah. is good enough to win a Super Bowl. Um, and we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo not at what I would call an elite level get them, what, three drives away from a Super Bowl before? So yeah. I think that with Nick Bosa healthy – Couple other guys coming back uh, for Fred the San Francisco Warner, team. Stud, right? Uh, former Mister Irrelevant, now one of the more relevant quarterbacks in the NFC. As I think this is the best team in the <laughs> NFC, but they're on their third this quarterback is also now. One, so. This is one game. <laughs> I, I Everybody's mean, overreacting, but he's got the weapons. I mean, he's got Debo. He's right. got Ayuk. He's got McCaffrey. We went through. He's got Kittle. A month of Cooper Rushland insanity already this year. I think That's that Brady's earned at least the opportunity to have some sort of uh, instant stardom of that nature who, I mean, yeah. Cooper Rush again, needed the damn defense to win those games. So it's, uh, it turns out the Cowboys are good. Right. And we'll, we'll get to that late game too, but um, yeah, another really, really good middle slate game. Burrow played Mahomes for the third time. And for the third time he won by three points uh, this time in Cincinnati. T. Higgins with a touchdown that ended up proving to be the difference because we're biased and I'm choosing to frame it like that. Yeah, um, yeah of course. That chief safety, whatever the hell his name is, was mouthing off. And uh, like we see Eric many Reed. times, when you, yeah, when you talk no, before Justin the game. Reed. Yeah, when you talk before the game, the game always catches back up to you and uh, they lose again. So Joe Burrow now 3-0 against the Chiefs and is 0-4 against the Browns because football. Um Huge win for Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, the Ravens narrowly, and I mean narrowly, escaped with a win against Denver. Uh, Tyler Huntley in relief of Lamar Jackson with a knee injury that's going to sideline him for some, if not all, of December, it sounds like. So uh, late TD drive to win 10-9 to nine over the Denver Broncos. So um, that's huge as far as the AFC North race goes. Chiefs, or excuse me, the Bengals had a chance to move into a tie, I believe, except I think Baltimore won the head-to-head the first time around. So um, they wouldn't be first just yet, but would be even in the wins and the losses. So, um, but, you know, with division races, we'll get a second head-to-head. So that will be one to watch <laughs> for sure. You want to get in division races? There's a team that's four and eight. Uh, they're two games behind. Never mind. We had a bye week. There's still a chance. We got to win out, baby. Oh, Jesus Christ. Bailey's still drinking the uh, P.J. Walker playoff Kool-Aid. I'd rather win out if our only option to draft is Will Levis. Because Will apparently Levis. Tepper is big on him right now. Will Levis uh, is guaranteed to be the next quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. And lucky for you, 
if David Tepper does draft him, David Tepper will be fired within three no, years. Fuck you won't. <laughs> um, no, it's just like at that point, here are your options: keep winning, get a worse draft pick; keep losing, get Will Levis. Uh, I'm taking right winning. now. No, I'm taking you, the winning. No. I'm taking the winning. I'm not taking no. Will Levis. <laughs> I don't care if he looks good in shorts. He's going to go to the combine and he's going to perform because he can't. There's no defenses. But what I've seen from him this year, nothing. Right, but on the same token, if you do win yeah, out and go to a wild card me. game, uh, yes, I'd rather have that. Give me that instead of Will Levis. That would be a 17 point spread at somebody else's place. <laughs> don't give. We we went to the playoffs eight nine and one one year and we got smoked by seattle but hey we made the playoffs right i i see a similar script playing out but i mean you know the chargers had a situation like this they won four straight games to end a lost season for absolutely no reason uh didn't have a playoff path like the panthers do but i don't care y'all got a quarterback i, I i'd rather not have will levis i'll roll with sam darnold for another year <laughs> that's if, i mean yeah we got matt corral who's hurt matt corral's not a bad quarterback he can throw the ball I just, we just haven't seen it in the pros. So that's that's true. He did uh, go down during training camp. Hadn't seen anything from him since, unfortunately. But uh, okay, that's enough on the Panthers. Sorry. I mean, that's the biggest crossroads team in the NFL right now, honestly. So uh, yeah. I think that's fair. Because winning the last win kind of f things up, really. A bit, yeah. Uh, mentioned it before. No division race game. Commanders Giants. Uh, they tied twenty all. We've got to fix. I'm so sick and damn tired of ties. Ties are stupid. I don't know why. Like, I don't care if you show the kickers at the 65 for 65 movement. That's my next one. Figure something penalty out. Penalty kicks. It's it's a penalty kick. I don't care if they run two point conversions for an hour. Figure it out. This is ridiculous. Um, yeah, I was yeah. like that. Uh, LSU, Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Seven, seven overtime. Yeah. And then right. who was it last year? Penn State and Indiana, I think, or some. Yeah. It, was, it was a couple or of Illinois, team, Big Ten teams. Yeah. They just kept going. It was two point conversion, two point conversion, two point conversion. It was fun, yeah. like that. Right. Do it, NFL. Do it. You saw what happened with it last year with, on the other end with the Bills and Chiefs, and this is what you get. You get tied. You're not gonna get ties in the playoffs. You're just gonna keep going. So why not do it in the pro- in the rest of the year? Right. Uh. So you know, just. I mean, the Colts Texans tie week one's not gonna matter. Those teams are both awful. But uh, as far as teams like, the Giants and Commanders who been trending opposite ways lately but uh they both have playoff aspirations that's going to screw things up so uh we'll see what the ultimate impact of that is but um speaking of the nfc east the dallas cowboys beat the colts 54 to 19 in a game i cannot believe was on national television uh if you thought the jeff saturday hire had any sort of merit or chance it it does not that that team is bad <laughs> that was just a feel-good hire like literally that's that, he won a game. Has talent good for him. That is being led blindly by Jeff Saturday, who, Damn, like you mentioned, awesome. feel good, play like shit because they lot. I mean, they got murdered, and I just don't understand how this has really not been a talking point. Like it was a big initial reaction to Saturday hire, and now it's like, oh, okay, whatever, just mailing it in. I mean, that's that's literally tanking. I mean, I don't know how else to describe that. That's the most blatant tanking I've ever seen because they. Who they had Pittsburgh last week. I never once for a second thought they were going to win that game. Mike Tomlin against Jeff Saturday. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't care who you give Mike Tomlin. He's beating Jeff Saturday. I don't care if it's high school kids. Mike Tomlin will coach universes better than Jeff Saturday. 
yeah, so Jeff Saturday piloting a tailspin in Indianapolis. And uh, I I don't know what the hell their plans are for the future. They've got half a dozen pro bowlers on the team. They did last year. They had like eight missed the playoffs because they couldn't beat, you know, one in whatever mm-hmm. Jacksonville to end of the season. So, I mean, it's uh, it's troubling. I, Frank Reich let go, fine. But, I mean, to replace him with that and put the team in that direction is – Kind of ridiculous, honestly. Yeah. There's no rules against it, so you can hire as many alumni as you want to lose every game the rest of the season and uh, give your successor another first-round pick. That I mean, it's going to have to be a quarterback. There's no way around it. You don't do this without having your sights set on a quarterback. So Quarterback and some wide receivers. Right. I will say Alec Pierce is having a hell of a rookie year. It's yeah. overshadowed him, by that team being awful. But Him and Pittman are good. but That is a very good top two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tight end talent we've seen in years past. Not quite there. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, obviously, one of the best running backs in the league. Naheem Hines behind him. Never mind. He's in Buffalo now. Yeah. Who, they've picked up like four running backs this right, season. Yeah. Uh, Deion Jackson had that spot start and did great. So they've got talent. Everywhere, just uh, not in the coaching box. So, um, other late game, last game this week was Monday night. Taysom Hill scored a touchdown for no reason to put me out of the playoffs in a fantasy league. So, shout out to him for that because I bet on it and I knew it was going to happen. So, you suck. Uh, the Saints defense also sucks. They gave up two late TDs to Brady, who something changed after his. Uh, personal developments because he is now three and one since then, I believe uh, vintage Brady late Monday night, yeah. uh, two touchdowns in the last four or five minutes of that game to win by a point. And uh, yeah. Tampa all of a sudden has a little bit of hope, a little bit of light. They live in a division where 10 games is more than enough probably to win it. So um, <laughs> seven games uh, is enough to win it. <laughs> They're already at six or five. I don't know. Exactly. So, Seven every games team that is win it. But um, yeah, can confirm. Good spot in the division. Bad spot in the broader landscape. The NFC's loaded, like we've mentioned a couple times already. You got the Cowboys. You got the Eagles. You've got the Niners. You've got the Vikings. I think that's a pretty fair top four order irrelevant. Um, so you know, outside looking in, I think Tampa's among that first chase group. So we shall see what elite team emerges from the NFC South to uh, take on the playoff beast in the NFC. Yeah. Anything else uh, NFL? No, that's NFL. Um, that's probably about the only thing we have left for Slate Show. So yeah. we'll try and get that out. If not, just have the picks. Right. And MLB's winter meeting started, and boy, did it get hot. Yeah, money is uh, flowing. Yeah. Um, Turner to the Phillies, DeGrom, Rangers, Serger, no, Verlander, Mets. Um, Bell to the Indians, Bellinger to the Cubs, Haney to the Ra- Judge to the Giants, per Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman, John Heyman. Um, Who is an idiot. He, yeah, he, he went to the Yankees in case. He tweeted out there was basically a done deal with the Giants. Um, the Red Sox just hired a guy from, or hired, just signed a guy from Japan for a shit ton of money. Yeah, Yoshida, uh, $85 million deal, $15 million yeah. posting fee. Um, 
that's Xander endeavors, man, you've got to keep at least one of them. Yeah. I, that city will burn if both those guys walk for a Japanese outfielder who is extremely talented, gets on base a ton, uh, super low strikeout rate, but I, he doesn't have the uh, goodwill built up with the city and the sports town that is Boston that those two guys have. Uh, it just hasn't proven it over here. I mean, we see it all the time. I mean, Otani, best player in baseball from over there. So, I mean, it's uh, very promising, but at the same time, you got to keep improving superstars around as well. So, Boston is uh, also at a crossroads, I think. Um. Some contracts that we saw mentioned Trey Turner, 11 years, $300 million to the Padres. Right. And apparently, to the Phillies, but apparently the Padres outbid the Phillies. Yeah. But, I mean, they already have studs already. Um, they had that stud rookie, or was he a rookie? C.J. Abrams. Crap, I can't. Yeah, C.J. Abrams. They obviously have Tatis, who, who's going to be out for longer. Right. The PDs. Um <laughs> Phillies just got stronger, and then Aaron Judge signs a deal with the Yankees. Nine, it was three hundred sixty. Yeah. So forty million dollars a year for nine years. It's, which I mean, in six years, will make the Pujols deal look like the best deal in the history of sports. So thank you yeah. to the Yankees for that. Yeah, but if there's a guy to, oh, I mean, you have make to the contract it, worth it's it. That yeah. or lose him. Um, I think the last bump yeah. is what kept him in. So uh, sure, Padres also. Losers on that one, as are the Giants, who are really no longer relevant, are honestly. In, are they still in for uh, Stanton? Because I saw tweets about Stanton to Maybe, the Giants. I don't know. Uh, sure. What the hell is that going to change? Honestly. Uh, Justin, Justin Verlander signed a two-year, $86 million contract at almost the age of 40. Yeah. Which is wild. Uh, Kenley Jansen got two years, $32 million, also to Boston. Yeah. That, There's an agent kinda, doing his job, right? Because <laughs> good lord. Yeah. Um, and the reason why the uh, Mets went and got Justin Verlander is the fact that right-handed ace Jacob deGrom signed a five-year, $185 million deal with the Texas Rangers. Who The Rangers must have a gold mine literally feeding or oil mine feeding into their bank account. Because last year they went and got Corey Seager for a, a million dollars, billion dollars or whatever. Then they got Marcus Simeon for a billion dollars. And then now they got DeGrom. And they got guys like Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter in the minors. Yeah. Like, they got studs. Give them a I year mean, or two. Hopefully DeGrom stays healthy. Like, they could be dangerous. Yeah, well, they made the huge swings last year. Like you mentioned Simeon and Seager. And they proceeded to win south of 70 games. So... Uh, pardon me for not quite believing in it yet, but uh, the names on paper are certainly there. The pitching staff's going to be electric, but uh, yeah, as far as swinging for the fences, they did it last year twice, spent a billion dollars, and uh, they were atrocious. So, uh, yeah, big changes needed to Grom pitching half the year uh, would be an improvement to recent history. So, I think that would be a, a good first step to. Uh, the Rangers returning to relevancy. They were up about the time the Giants were the turn of the decade. Uh, so been in quite a couple of years for them. They've been trying to give them credit. They're spending money, unlike some other teams. But, uh, yeah, at least last year it did not pay off at all. Yeah. And with things spicing up, right, I, I miss baseball. Like, I know we've been full-blown. <laughs> yeah. Go, go, go. Like, we kicked 
baseball to the curb once football got going. But like, right. this got me feeling like I like I'm more yeah, I like yeah. deals stuff like that. It's fun to watch. But Dan's be still out there. Carlos Correa's still out there. You mentioned Bogarts. Rodon's still out there. Right. Um, and then today, the Dodgers pretty much pulled out of the Correa sweepstakes because the fans don't want him there. Yeah. I, I do not give a flying rat's ass what my th- fans think if Carlos Correa is available and wants to come to the Dodgers. Right. I mean, there's a void there with Trey Turner out of town. So I would, yeah, I would agree with that sentiment. I would take I would take Carlos Correa as my shortstop. They didn't beat us in the playoffs when they yeah. cheated, so didn't affect me. Yeah, you got to put that somewhat aside eventually. Uh, I think it should stick with the rest of his career, but as far as you know, turning a free agent away of that magnitude, that might be a yeah. little much. Definitely. So, uh, with the winter meeting started, the things are just getting hotter and hotter, heating up. More, more is probably going to come out here soon with some free agents. We're looking at you, Dansby. Please come back. The Braves did just <laughs> reject a $140 million counteroffer, so there's that. That's fun. Yeah, good news. Uh, but, yeah, that pretty much tops off baseball for right now. Um, do we have to talk about fantasy basketball? I think we should because a, a miracle occurred this past week in our fantasy basketball league, and I think Bailey's just the man to tell you about it. So go ahead, Bailey. Um, Jacob beat Grayson. No, or, Grayson beat Jacob. I, yes, I did. That's about it. Nothing else happened in the league. Bailey, the same person who beat me and will be the only person to beat me all season, lost like to it. Seth, who was 0-6. I'm pretty sure he had not said his, his lineup since the first week. No, first he is not. He has left approximately 2,000 points on the bench. But uh, that was enough last week because he beat Bailey and is now in the win column with a 1. It may not deviate from a one but it is a one and uh i thought that uh that was an important update with the fantasy basketball league yeah everybody makes the playoffs but it's still who's gonna have the worst record going into it uh bc yeah uh I don't know. he can get hot it's still a lot of games that's that's true uh speaking of records moving to like me the best record uh Celtics at 20 and 5, Suns at 16 and 8 are atop the East and West, respectively. And they actually played tonight in about an hour on ESPN. So that will be a good matchup to watch. Still no Chris Paul, I believe, for Phoenix. But the way Devin Booker's been playing, I suspect we will still get a very good game out of those two teams. Uh, things really taking shape in the East. Celtics, Bucks, Cavs, and then the field, it's looking like. Uh, out West, the Lakers currently the 13 seed, but they are. Five and a half games back out of the one seed. That gives you any idea of the parity we're seeing out west. Uh, it's usually a conference that produces a lot of the mania, especially around playoff time. But even early on, we are we are seeing just how close it is out west. Uh, the Lakers started atrocious. Uh, they've won seven of ten. Anthony Davis playing out of his mind at full health. They are currently getting destroyed by the Toronto Raptors. But um, yeah, I think that. The days of the Lakers being a joke are over, at least as long as Anthony Davis is healthy, which unfortunately has not been most of the time lately, recent history-wise. But uh, like I mentioned, they've won 7-10. They're getting back on track. They've got some decent wins in that stretch as well. So, uh, you know, right in tune with L.A. 
Kawhi Leonard is back. Paul George is back for the Clippers. So I think the next Lakers-Clippers matchup, which I don't have the date in front of me, will be one worth watching finally between these two teams. Yeah. I I just have not been watching much NBA. Guys, you're good. Yeah. But, so. yeah, that's uh, two days late, but hopefully we covered everything that transpired between last week and this week. Uh, got to Saturday, got to Sunday, got to early week stuff with the portal and transfers, MLB, the names that have homes, the names that don't. And then obviously, just in case you missed it, Seth won his first fantasy basketball matchup in almost two months and beat Bailey. So there's that. Um, at least Bailey had his NFL bets this weekend. <laughs> I'll uh, let our college. YouTube audience figure out his reaction to that one. But uh, anything else Here's this week, Bailey? Salute. Uh, no. Um, did get updated about my horse from the other week. Uh, sh- I think they're planning to run her again in a couple weeks. Sweet. Uh, All right. So keep an eye out on that. I'll have to double check. They just announced it. Like, because we haven't heard anything since the last race, and that was a long time ago. Uh, yes. Ago. Planning to race second next place. Sunday. Uh, she she breathed four four longs in about fifty seconds. Down in go. Palm Beach. Uh, <laughs> she breezed in company with proven winner in 2023 Breeders' Cup contender. Uh, automatically, atomically, I don't know. Uh, and she will also do a little, 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 little practice run this Sunday in preparation for a race on the 18th. So there we go. The 1009, the 1009's horse is back at it. <laughs> we will, uh, like the first time around, get a Twitter clip out of the details as it approaches. But yeah, exciting yeah. stuff. Literally everywhere in sports right now. So but, keep your yeah. eye on that. Keep your eye on. Transfer portal, coaching carousel, playoffs, literally anything, hot stove, MLB. There's a lot going on right now. So yeah. go follow us on Twitter. We'll be tweeting a good bit about it. So, Yeah, busy time of year as we close the year. But uh, like you mentioned, we'll have it all on Twitter at the 1009, uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, everything. It will be there. Yeah. Deuces. Subscribe.